0: I know there's a certain imagery that uh, spooks Steven out, and yeah. at one point I leaned next to him and leaned over to him and I was like, "Good luck sleeping tonight."
1: And little <laughs> did Chris know, it's actually the thought of Chris leaning over and whispering, <laughs> "Good luck sleeping tonight," that well, is actually burned in my brain now.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 516 with a review of The House with a Clock in Its Walls. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And for joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you uh, this week. This is the only review, technically, that came to a theater near you this week. Um, But we're putting it right in the middle, sandwiched between our other two reviews. Previously in the feed, we had a review of A Simple Favor. And then after this episode, we'll have a review of Next Gen, the new Netflix film. Uh, but yeah, here we are talking about this film. Uh, clearly a kid's film. <laughs> clearly? We'll, 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 we'll get into it. I mean, there, there, there are definitely some things happening in the world that if you were an adult and could understand the ramifications of it, would be horrible yeah. and too much for a child's little brain to understand. But I think that like... I think it's safe to say that from the dialogue and uh, the visuals that this is intended for children. Um, but uh, but yeah, sometimes it's good for us to be children again, right, Stephen? For sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to talk about it for you. You ready to do this? I'm ready. Do you need to shake your eight ball before we get started to see if we're allowed to start the episode yet?
1: Uh, let me Let me do it. It, it says yes. I have no joke. <laughs> Damn it.
0: And On that note, we're going to take a listen to the trailer for The House with a Clock in Its Walls, and we're going to come back and give you a review.
1: It, it says you look like a baby orangutan. <laughs> Last stop. Lewis? I'm your Uncle Jonathan. Are you wearing a robe? It's a kimono. Here we are home sweet home you're lewis i presume how was your trip this old hag is my neighbor i'm relieved to see you didn't inherit your uncle's freakishly oversized head my god did that withered purple skeleton just speak you'll see it's quite different here have a look around you're perfectly safe that's safe as long as it's fed do you know what a warlock is lewis a boy witch i think they're a little more than boy witches are you saying that you're a warlock please teach me please please okay have it your way i can give you the right books teach you the right spells but that last one percent that's up to you i don't want the creepy little runt Think I want him? <laughs> Lucky shot. You've told Lewis everything?
0: Well, not everything. Do you hear the ticking?
1: ticking? Ticking. This house used to be owned by another warlock. He's very wicked. Very powerful. He left a hidden clock in the walls. We don't know what it does except something horrible. gongs last time it was four what happens when it gets down to one nothing good that's for certain
0: we have to destroy the clock
1: so creepy you can't do this alone i can help you you want to see some real magic i'll show you Guy, I hate pumpkins.
0: Ha ha ha! Did you see that? All right, so that was the trailer for The House with a Clock in Its Walls. It's about a young boy who, uh something happens to his family and he has to go live with his uncle who uh turns out might uh, have some sort of magic abilities and he lives in this old house that has a clock in its walls. <laughs> and uh, this boy kind of has to hang out there and figure out what's going on. A bunch of things happen and uh, a bad person gets put on the loose and uh, the child has to team up with his uh, uncle and neighbor friend to hopefully try and stop the bad plans of the bad man. Stephen Miller, rumor has it that that you had a lot of fun with this film.
1: Mm. Yes, uh, there are two main points I want to make about this movie. One I cannot believe Eli Roth made this movie. I heard somebody <laughs> said that this is like his gar- uh, Owls of Gahul. And I I see that here where it's like a movie where like you're known for being a kind of like very dark, dour, specific filmmaker and you just do this like kids' movie that is so totally not what anyone would have expected. But of you. But, I,
0: but I feel like Gahul is like very Zack Snyder. Like it's when you watch that movie, like there are fucking owls with like metal armor talons on them, okay, sure, and yeah. things getting beheaded, and like it, it's it's like
1: it, it's okay. I, I should say it takes good parts of the director and it turns away like the tone that becomes too dour for most people. Yeah, like yeah. in this case, like for sure, there's very Eli Rothy things in this movie. Like there are a couple. Like the design of some mask that a baby doll wears. Like there are <laughs> things that happen in this movie that I'm like, oh yeah, a a horror director is the one doing this. But for most of the time, it just feels like a thing he made for his kid. I think we talked about this before. Yeah. Um. The second point is I friggin loved this movie. <laughs> um. I th- I thought it was great. So okay. We said it for a simple favor. I'm gonna say it here too. It's true for like almost any movie. This is not a perfect movie, right? Like, of course, it isn't a perfect... Again, I think it has some pacing issues. I think of any of these movies, the issues are ones that I felt the least, maybe just because of the type of movie that it was. But, like, I don't know if a kid could really follow the emotional arc that Lewis goes on in this movie. Uh, themes about parents and stuff kind of feel shoehorned or maybe, like, scenes were cut out that would have helped explain it more. There's a whole little girl in this movie that I feel like was supposed to have more screen time It just never... Got it. Um, but my she'll, God. like i will have
0: screen time in the next one.
1: <laughs> like, what a blast I had with what I got here. I mean, farting lions, crazy, like, demon pumpkin things, people becoming babies, like, creepy doll. There's just so much silliness here. And th- there was a trailer for Goosebumps that played before this movie. I, I, I wanted to bring that up yeah. because
0: that looked really rough. Mm-hmm. But I think on paper... There's no difference between that trailer and the movie that we watched
1: on paper. Yeah, on paper. Yeah. So, so may- maybe on paper, I can't get over how much of a better version this is of basically the same bumbling weird uncle Jack Black in a world that has magic in it. Yeah. Premise this is like Jack Black and Kate Blanchett are having so much fun in this movie. They they are like a joy to watch i feel like they give donald gleason and rose Byrne to run for their money with peter rabbit <laughs> e- even like hugh grant and paddington too like i feel like they're almost at that level of an actor who could be serious or could do something else just putting on their like kids clothes and saying like i'm gonna have the time of my life in this movie i am going to be fun and zany i'm not going to be embarrassed at all i'm gonna like Jack Black is obviously acting the way he always acts. Kate Blanchett, I don't think I've seen her be silly in this way before. Like,
0: yeah, I don't think so either. She is
1: really, really, really embracing it. Uh, there's so many good zingers where they're just like nagging at each other or quibbling. They clearly have this kind of interesting friendship that is developed where they know each other so well they can just be like heartwarmingly silly back and forth. And I thought there was some actual like feeling there about these two odd people who find each other, and obviously. Over the course of the movie, we learn a little bit more about that that adds to that feeling that we could get into if we wanted to. Um, I think the whole like child discovers a secret world he didn't know before, on on paper, maybe that is trimmed down too much. The discovery process doesn't get a whole lot of room to breathe. But the world that he discovers is so much fun to me of like the house coming alive and the way that magic operates in his day-to-day life the the period element i guess this is set probably in like the 50s and the way that like he uses magic in his very 50s style school to get comeuppance over bullies and to pave his own way in the world he's the fruit ninja basically like he, he's a person who <laughs> found a thing that he can do to make his mark and i i just had so much fun with it and and it's like tinged with enough sadness in his like his loneliness and then, like, the real world that kind of belies the fantasy that it, to use a carson word, it felt very Amblin-esque. Like, it definitely felt like a Spielbergy thing, like, the way an 80s Spielberg flick would handle these situations. Uh, I, don't, I I was surprised at how much darkness they allowed in this movie. Like, there's big ones, like, Kyle McLaughlin has this dastardly plan that is terrifying, right? And Yeah. Very heavy for any movie, but also gentle ones. Like we learn a little bit about Kate Blanchett's backstory, and everyone is kind of tinged by events that happened in the decade before. In ways that I thought were just really nice in a kind of hugo-y way. Like they definitely touched on softer subjects. And yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was just, it, it was just a perfect throwback. Like to me, this is like what would have cranked the predator up a bit as if it had been like as good-natured in its throwbackness like the humor here is thrown back too like of course there are jokes here that feel very old school but even ones that like maybe should offend quote or whatever on paper made me laugh so much like this scene that goes on for like 2 minutes while a kid with elbow crutches is being picked to play <laughs> basketball i was i was laughing so I, much I at laugh. that scene that one, I I'm still like I think about that still and I laugh at it um I I don't know I I was ear to ear I can I can't defend it but I I I love this movie
0: yeah um so this film is not good <laughs> but cuz it's great uh, no 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 uh, it's, I I didn't I I did not like it as much as Stephen did um but it does have so much charm um I think that was I – were I – would that it were I wasn't <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Schnazie, uh I would probably like this film a lot more. Mm. I think that like for me, I'm the crazy person in the world who thinks that the first Harry Potter is the best Harry Potter mm. because it was really all about like this is a child who's finding out that he has some sort of connection to magic – and he is going to a place where he's training and he's learning the ways of magic and you get rules of how magic works and you get rules of how magic is allowed to be used and you get all these things that sort of build up um, this world for them to have. And I think that this film – this film is little child wish fulfillment without the understanding of like making a compelling world. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is – this is like the magical version of, uh, of the movie Blank Check. Uh, <laughs> right, sure. like in that movie, the kid gets a blank check and then builds himself a mansion with everything he would want to do in it, and yeah. this is sort of the magical version of that too, right? It's like he's like no rules and do what you want, then blah 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 blah, and it's like there's a fun aspect to that, you know? It's a little homeloney too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and and that's enjoyable and it's fun, uh but like you're dealing with a kid who who like is trying to become a warlock and. There's not really – like his uncle has no rules for anything except for don't read that book over there. (laughs) And it's like – it's – like I don't know. There's – an like I liked what it was doing and I had fun with it. But I was so wanting to be drawn in more. Like my favorite thing about the film is that – Spells appear, like nobody says it, but spells work by making rhymes saying the thing you want to do with the spell. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you have to channel the energy by coming up with the creative phrase to be the spell. Like there's a scene where he casts a spell on a basketball and he basically tells the spell, he tells the basketball to do his bidding, but with like a rhyme and a cadence to it and it sort of implies that like magic isn't necessarily about the words you use to conjure something but the things that you say and the creative way you say it yeah. and it's sort of like i mean like in like jk rowling like is just saying words that are like vaguely latin that sound like the thing that you want it to do and like, it's sort of a right. similar thing but this is the kid version right where the kid's not going to go no latin or anything like that and it, the kid's just going to be like uh bounce over there and make me a sandwich <laughs> and, like, that did not my spell, see, my spell would not have worked because I was yeah. not creative with my. So don't make me a sandwich. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, but yeah, so it was just a thing. It was just um, a thing that like there was so much more it could have uh, like delved into and and found a way to make this world really compelling. But instead, it was it, it like it it just it didn't have time to do that because it wanted to have banter between yeah. like the uncle and the neighbor and just do fun little things or have weird scary moments where a weird puppet like at one point uh uh i know there's a certain imagery that uh spooks steven out and yeah. at one point i leaned next to him and leaned over to him and i was like good luck sleeping tonight
1: <laughs> and little did chris know it's actually the thought of chris leaning over and whispering <laughs> good luck sleeping tonight that well, is actually burned in my brain now.
0: I, I've I've gone ahead and replaced the ringer from my phone number with a recording of me saying, good
1: luck sleeping tonight.
0: <laughs> and I was going to call you repeatedly throughout the night. Yeah. Uh, I won't sleep at all, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and
1: I'm going to learn it's the only way I can sleep is hearing that eventually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it, it, it was... It's a really fun film mm-hmm. that I enjoy. I think if I was forced to watch this repeatedly, I would get sick of it real fast. Mm-hmm. Like if I had like a little child who who was like, Yay, yay, put on the house of the clock and its walls, I okay. would be like, fuck this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think seeing it late at night, just in like a, a pretty much empty theater, um, after drinking a liter of beer. Yep. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. is like the perfect way to watch it It just it's just fun. And I think that it, it it's to watch a film like this and be like, oh, this is for little kids, and mm-hmm. then have the dark things happen kind of makes you appreciate and have fun with that. And it's also a thing that like you kinda like think of after the fact where you're like, Oh, that's fucking that that lady was doing what? And then the man was doing what? And then like mm-hmm. when you when you actually think of the ramifications of what various characters were doing, it's like dark and not cool. It is
1: and that's why I'm wondering like this is clearly played for kids like the the logic is very kid logic the idea that like the most exciting thing in the world is you can eat cookies for dinner and you don't have a bedtime right like yeah that that is obviously there but i couldn't help but feel like it was also targeting people who are nostalgic for being kids and wanting those kind of movies because it, yeah. it feels like it just had too much there for the adults for it to not be like meant almost at least as much for us as it is for the kids that are watching it. Yeah. I know that's like the, the cliche of Pixar movies, but here I felt like that is the reason the movie was made almost, is to bask in this like throwback-y, I'm going to make a movie that's like the movies that came out when I was a kid, you yeah. know? And I, I like I hear everything you're saying. In, in my mind, if it had explored the magic world more and gone into more of the Harry Potter thing, it like... I've seen better versions of that already, and I almost feel like it would be like inviting a comparison that I wouldn't want anymore. Yeah, I felt like what it did really well was the, the humor and playfulness and like sketching the nostalgic ideas in a way that makes total sense to a little kid and doesn't need to make sense for us because we're laughing at what he's doing. Yeah, um, I I just loved the combination. I thought it would, it was just so charming. Like that is definitely the right word. Is it's very very charming. Yeah. I think it. It's way less Harry Potter than it is like Mary Poppins or Nanny McPhee or series of unfortunate events or something where it's like a silly magical world that is like delightful for a kid to get out of their normal tedious life and yeah 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 and I and, I, I like that a lot
0: and that's fun but I almost wish it was like a fun kid romp that happened to be like attempting higher forms of the story it's telling mm-hmm. I mean this is this is a film called The House with the Clock in Its Walls. It is a house that has a clock in its walls, but the film seems to be about what's the mystery of the clock. But then the clock has like – like in the trailer, he's saying like, oh, it's counting down. What happens when it reaches zero or whatever it is in the trailer? I hope that's in the trailer audio that I played. Um, But but it's a thing where it's like what is the mystery of the clock and what is the clock counting down to? We've praised the villain's plan for being really interesting and compelling. Mm Mm-hmm. to do that plan if the other thing didn't happen <laughs>
1: oh yeah we <laughs> like, don't know we, th- we don't know normally yeah like so. maybe so he doesn't do it they maybe.
0: imply that like an event happens at the end of the countdown but that's not what that's not what the story is like the the event like it is a clock and what the villain's plan is relates to a clock but the clock's frequency has nothing to do with the thing that triggers whatever the thing – like it, it's just – it's like a series of things that don't actually relate to each other but are just metaphorically related to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, – it's just one of those things where like it that's not fun. <laughs> like to get – to give like a, a really ridiculous example uh, – there's uh, a game I was playing with my roommates that uh, saw advertised on Facebook. And uh, it's like a murder mystery. You're trying to solve these things. You get like one box a month and there's clues in it. Mm-hmm. One of the fucking clues was an empty steel jewelry box. And then another clue was a thing that had backwards writing on it. And you were supposed to figure out that you could use the jewelry box as a mirror to read the thing that was backwards but we just stood there and held it up to the light and read it normally from the back side of the paper and it was like i don't want a clue to tell me the box is a mirror yeah so that i can read the thing that's backwards that i couldn't have read unless i looked at it right side forward mm-hmm. whatever the opposite of backwards f- forward, <laughs> forward is the opposite of backwards uh anyway spoilers for hunt a killer uh, mm. <laughs> but um uh, but yeah it, it was just like one of those things where it's like i cool it's a clock and then what the clock does is sort of related to time but why is it ticking down doesn't matter because that's not related to setting off the clock like it's it just like a it was a, it was a thing that like sort like really they wanted a set piece with gears and things related sure, to, to the age you go comparison yeah yeah yeah
1: I, I like like i hear you and and pacing wise i think the third act is definitely the one that suffers the most from that like you don't you don't get enough time to feel the weight of anything like the the twists that happen in like lewis's arc and his relationship with his uncle there's not to spoil but this is a kid's movie so there's a down and an up right like obviously yeah. and i feel like the 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 curvature of that is so tight here. It's, like, within, like, 20 seconds that it flips already. And, like, all the logic of, like, the end game and what bad things are happening and what can they do to stop it is, like, compressed in a way where obviously you can't get, like, a real... You can't worry about it, right? Like, there's not enough time for it. You're just having fun. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I I don't even know what to say to that except for that I just didn't care. I, like... Even that part I thought was still fun and silly. And I liked watching the things that they do there because it... It's being watched through the prism of a kid. And, like, if at the end of the movie it was revealed that the whole thing was concocted by his uncle to teach him a lesson, I'd be like, yeah, okay, that tracks. Oh, I that, that
0: would be a- <laughs> this movie if that was the case. Like,
1: it would track totally to me because that is the logic is, like, it just matters what it means to the kid. Um, yeah. I will say in one of the most, like, glaringly not well telegraphed bits in the movie, there's a thing... There's a forbidden book in in this movie. There's something that he's not allowed to use, a spell that he's not allowed to cast. There is, like, a very good character-driven reason why he should be compelled to cast that. And instead, the movie gives a completely other reason, but then loops back later to be like, oh, but also that first one wasn't... Like,
0: yeah, yeah. It was th- like, oh, well, I was doing this first as a testing, and then once I figured it out, then I was going to do this other thing. Yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah. Why, why tack that on? You know, why not just... I don't know. There, there are little bits that if I were being picky, I could obviously tear it apart on those grounds. But I, don't, I was feeling sick. I wasn't feeling good that night. Chris and I went to see this movie together. My mood elevated like 300 <laughs> percent from watching this movie. I was so happy afterwards. And I can't I can't dock it for that. I think Eli did what he wanted to do.
0: Yeah, I know. I like I I had fun with it. Um I like uh like with um, A Simple Favor, it. The film isn't great, but the act of watching it is the thing that propels you through watching it. Like mm-hmm. it's like it's like oh yeah, that was that was fun. I had fun with it. Um, silly and dumb, but also pretty charming. Oh yeah. <laughs> and with that, should we get to uh, our review, Stephen? Oh yes. Uh, oh, wait, we we've already been doing the review. Should we get to our verdict? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep.
0: All right, so Verticus Communico. see <laughs>
1: so you're doing the jk rowling version yeah i'm with the eli roth one give me a verdict or i'll nothing rhymes with verdict <laughs> <laughs> uh um yeah i'm, I'm giving this a must see i'm going i'm going all out i had way too much fun to not steer into this movie i'm very curious what carson thought of it because i feel like he would also be all about this for very similar reasons um Gotta say, as much as I thought Jacob Tremblay was fine last week, <laughs> this kid here plays the like outsider who has like a lot of secret potential in a way that I found way more charming. Maybe I just relate to him more. I don't know. Um, yeah. Speaking of must-see, Chris, you gotta watch Paddington 2. I watched it on the airplane on the way back. It is so fucking cute. Steven,
0: I gotta watch Paddington 1 first. I know.
1: I didn't watch Paddington 1. You don't even need to. Oh, how you? Just watch dare the second you? one. It, how it's will it's I know
0: how he becomes Paddington? <laughs>
1: I all I can say is now I want to watch Paddington One even more than I did before. Well, so fucking cute. <laughs> I am going
0: to give this movie uh, give me a rating and don't you be hating. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's I. I can't, in good conscience, tell somebody to go out and watch this movie. Sure, um, but renting it, fine. Yeah, um, I would be like, I recommend renting it mm-hmm. <laughs> just to see how weird it is. Wait um, for rental then. Yeah, yeah I'll, don't ever I'll, think it. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a wait for rental. It's it was fun and I enjoyed it, um, but uh, yeah, it it's not, like. It, it was not my favorite of the three films that we watched um, or that we're reviewing this weekend. So, mm. but it was cute.
1: That, that's fair. That's fair.
0: All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. It's a pretty brief episode, but that's fun. Um, Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
1: They can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com.
0: People can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning or like us at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to *The House with a Clock in Its Walls*, um, so hopefully you are enjoying that. Um, we are about to take off. We're gonna we're gonna go review the Netflix original film *Next Gen*, so get ready for that, and uh, we will see you in that review. And uh, yeah, later.